0: The Starsphere. Before I have to say that, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or good wherever you guys are watching. That is right. Episode twenty. is gonna be a New Japan Pro Wrestling recap and thoughts episode of the World Tag League, Best of Super Junior Twenty Seven, and the Super Jacob that took place this past weekend, y'all. And can't believe episode twenty came a long way. So, yeah, y'all. So before I get into all this mumble jumbo, I am not alone. So first up, you may remember him from past episode of into the strategy. He is a contributor from NoDQ.com, and he is one of the co-hosts of the podcast called The Sauce. Say hello to the simple man, Noah Foster. Hey, Noah. Dope graphic in the background you got
1: there. Hello, I guess Hello there, Cindy. How are you? Congratulations on your milestone with this podcast, 20 episodes. You're still going strong. I am very happy for all your success. And it's great to be here once again with you to discuss all things wrestling.
0: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, like, very forever grateful that it came along the way, despite the fact that there has been some lengthy de- delays in past episodes, especially the reason. The recent one, but it's all good because I know a lot of people are like catching up to a big pay per view that happened yesterday. Like not just New Japan, but Impact, Triple A Wrestling, yeah, UFC going on, independent wrestling. Like oh mine, even Milano Collection ATE did give you a side. <laughs> anyway, no, we are not alone because I brought in someone that's gonna also gonna be joining us, especially for the twentieth episode. So. Y'all, I wanted to gratefully introduce to one of my first ever Bay Area friends that I actually ran into in my, let's see, my third or fourth or fifth APW show back in 2018. He is the co-founder and co-host of City Wrestling Radio. Say hello to Corey Smith.
2: Hello, hello. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Like, again, as I want to add to that, congratulations on 20 strong episodes. And here's to 20 more. You know what I mean? Uh, gotta keep it going. Keep it positive. Into the stratosphere. Um, I was going to set up my Trish Stratus um, poster today, but I, I didn't have time. But she's here in spirit. So, uh,
0: thank you so much, Corey. I really appreciate it a lot. And also, thank you for joining us in this really amazing episode of into the special we're going to be recapping a lot about new japan pro wrestling forever grateful and i know i did many parents on like past episode of city wrestling radio that was like whew, long time ago you know yeah.
2: For our special uh, la edition of city wrestling radio right
0: oh yeah like back in 2018 <laughs> you and i we were Man, you think, war games, yeah. War games, war games. survivor series, gcw. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, David arquette getting cut open.
0: Oh war yeah, <laughs> by Nick Cage.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, you can find it on on IWTV Noah, <laughs> especially Marcos guns um injury, and also meeting Chase Owens. That was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, he, like, yeah. bullet club.
2: Bob and- Holly standing scary in the, at his autographs table. You know, he was, oh. uh, scared me a little bit, but it's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also Brody King, Ethan page and all of that. But anyway, enough of this jibber jabber. So before we get into all that, um, Corey, where can people yeah. can find you?
2: Uh, check us out. Uh, my podcast is city wrestling radio. We are at city wrestling radio on Instagram and Facebook and check us out on Twitter at CWR four one five.
1: All righty, and Noah, what are your plugs? I'm simple. I'm just a fan of wrestling, for life. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just look up N Foster 1916 And that's really about it. Stay tuned for more content on NJPW and AEW Spark. It's as simple as that.
0: Awesome, I'll just put it on my personal um, social media page. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and on my hiatus YouTube channel at simply underscore C underscore OK. That's S-I-M-P-L-Y underscore C underscore OK. All righty. So, Corey, quick, um, we're going to do a quick rapid um, question. So, Corey, favorite Yo. wrestler of all time?
2: Uh Jeff Hardy on the spot.
0: Awesome. Um, favorite match of all time?
2: Um uh, I I again the first one that comes to my head is Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker ladder match Monday Night Raw for the undisputed title.
0: I'm Ooh. still scathing. Yeah,
2: Ooh. exactly.
0: That was pretty. That was a brutal match. I remember watching it long years ago like day. And on- oh yeah and last question because this is my show and you know my gimmick what's your favorite type of kind of beverage brand any kind
2: um i mean i would have to say consistently coffee uh but you know i'll say coffee tea you know just just a because i have to spill a little tea all the time
0: awesome awesome yeah. all right you guys so enough of the rapid fire question we all get to know Corey even more so anyway guys so let's go ahead and kick things off but before again before um quick tribute because this is a really sad news so a couple days ago as you guys know that um former wwe superstar slash actor um tiny lister has passed away at the age of 64 i believe yes
2: i believe 64.
0: so yeah yeah 64 and according to it there has been like rumors about that he's been um battling with a COVID 19 systems when i found out about it it's really saddening because like i remember him watching friday and also also the sequel to friday this is the next friday so and
2: and the the president he played the president in the fifth element
0: that's right. And he also plays Zeus on No holes Bar too. So yeah, it's really hard. It's really satin, you know, yeah. so, and I know Philip did actually did a tribute episode this past Friday of Tiny Lister's career, you know, so it's really sad. Um, any thoughts, Noah?
1: Friday. Who else wants some of and, of course, he grew a lot for SummerSlam, as I learned about him back in uh, late 1989, I believe. One of the biggest draws uh, during that time until, I believe, the late 90s. He definitely left a lot on the entertainment industry, and he will not be forgotten. My prayers and to his family. Rest in peace. All
0: right. Corey?
2: Um, well, besides, you know, everything you said, he was he played Seuss, he played Debo, he played everyone. A uh, little known fact, uh, his favorite football team was the San Francisco 49ers. So he was also... A fellow Niners fan and uh, condolences to his friends, family, and fans. Uh, it, so it's, it's a bummer to see a guy who had so much positivity pass away.
0: That's right. So we here at the Bola and also in the wrestling community, that we would like to send our condolences and prayers to the friends, family, loved ones, and colleagues, and fan of Tiny Lister. May he rest in peace. Now, let's go ahead and shift away from the sadness. I know, like, every time I'm doing the New Japan recap, there's always a sadness going on. But, it, but you know, it's life, you know, especially the year is almost over. Thank God I cannot wait. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and kick off with the first event of the New Japan Pro Wrestling's um, big weekend event. So, that's right. New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League slash Best of Super Junior 27th Finale. That just took place on Friday, December 11, 2020, in Nippon BuddyCon in Tokyo, Japan. And by the way, I'm trying my best to pronounce the location, the venue, and the rest <laughs> of the first and last name. So please yeah. bear with us, y'all. You're good.
2: You're good. All right. I, good. So ah, we,
0: got a, yeah, we got a English commentator, which is Kevin Kelly, Gino Gamino, and Chris Charlton, which we haven't heard of, seen him in like a couple months. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you, Chris Charlton, and we can hear his translation. So thank God instead of the translation on Twitter. So anyway, let's go ahead and kick things off here. So the opening of the match you have is representing Bullet Club. You have is Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and the current IWGP Junior ta- uh, Heavyweight Champion Tajiri Mori versus representing Chaos, Show Robbie Eagles, and the 2020 Provisional King of Pro Wrestling trophy holder wi- winner with a long intro toru yano I got <laughs> oh, exactly first of all why the hell yano is wearing a freaking gopro on his head like oh my god i just can um cory he- what are your thoughts of this craziness of this match because this match is like less than like seven minutes from what i recall
2: yeah, I mean, it was like uh, one of those standard New Japan Pro Wrestling six-man tag. They had to get something to get the show started. Yano with the GoPro on his head. I mean, what can I say? The guy's innovative. He had the, the QR code on the back of a shirt at one point. You know what I mean? He's still <laughs> getting people to buy his stuff during a match. So the guy's innovative, and I'll give him that. And uh, But, hey, it, it gets us closer to the action, right?
0: Exactly. I mean, I feel that Yano is, like, you know, promoting his own brand. I mean, he has a YouTube channel. He released a some sort of a cookbook. He released his merch, especially the QR code, not just on his shirt, but also on his chair that is, like, posted. Yeah. And I did use the QR code, like, when the um, G1 Climax was still going on, and it just directed me to his stick, to the app featuring all of his stickers, too. So, yeah, Yano is like a pretty much a good entrepreneur yeah. to make his brand alive. And besides that, yeah, this match itself, it's kind of like, you know, your standard less than five minute match. Everybody like show, uh, Robbie Eagles had the short intro and Yano with his long ass more than a minute in intro. So, yeah. So anyway, it kind of like seems that it's like more of a little bit of a comedic one, especially when you have his Yano and Badlock Falli facing a where Yano is trying to attempt not one but two, trying to do a slam to Fale, but he could not lift him. And that's where Fale did it twice. And so overall at the end, like, at the end, um, Balak Fale chased Owens with the grenade launcher and thus they pick up the victory as well. So Noah, what are your thoughts of this madness going on and any highlight of it?
1: There isn't, this isn't Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Yano, what are you thinking? You and I talked about briefly. This was supposed to sell who we think is going to challenge him for that KLPW 2020 trophy. We fought was one person. I think now there's another option to consider after the trophy was smashed. Fun opener, but I think it considered something for Wrestle Kingdom with Bad Luck, Folly, and Toro Yano. It was your typical opener. But, hey, Yano, always entertaining, always headache and deuce.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like, we all witnessed what happened after the match, like – this is not the first time his trophy got destroyed. Fale? jeez Jesus. Like, that man with the tens of strength, despite the fact that he actually lost 235 kilos, according to what Gino Gambino stated during the matchup, he smashed the trophy into pieces. Like, jeez, while Chase Owens was holding on to that GoPro.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to add, you know, Noah said something, you know, this isn't um, uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. I think it might actually lead to something in the Tokyo Dome, uh, Bad Luck Follet challenging for that trophy. And you're going to see Yano get that Hulk Hogan uh, pop when he eventually slams Bad Luck fallet to the ground.
1: I think body slam y- contest. <laughs>
2: y- Yano mania will run wild in 2021. <laughs>
0: I believe so, because, like, I thought we're going to be seeing, like, a matchup between Yano and Chase Owens. That's was, like, a teaser to it. But I guess it's, like, they're just going to be giving it to Fale. It could be either or. Like, maybe, like, you know those King of Pro Wrestling um, matches? They'll have, like, a speculation. And remember that one poll we had that handicap match? Like, Okada Mm -hmm. versus Yujiro Takahashi and Jaito.
2: That's true, yeah.
0: Yeah, so why not have, like, a handicap match between Yano versus Chase Owens and Fale? I mean, nothing wrong with that, especially it will be, like, more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to find out during the road to the Tokyo Dome, like, coming up, which is going to be, like, a three-day event this week before they're going on a big break for Russell Kina. Thank God we need a, a break. <laughs> All right, y'all. And I wanted to add that before moving on. Um, You noticed that Robbie Eagles did actually have the Philippine um flag, like, hanging, hanging behind his pants. The reason why, because, like, as y'all know, if you saw on his Twitter page. His dad is currently in ICO, ICU in the Philippines, battling with an illness that is like COVID nineteen related. Sucks. However, um, yeah, and especially his sister did set up a GoFundMe, which the goal is already hit. Is already been reached, and his dad is doing okay, but still in recovery. So all the love and positivity goes out to Robbie Eagles and the rest of his family.
2: Yeah.
0: righty. Right. Alright, y'all. So, let's go ahead and move on to the next match. You have, it's the team of Kasuchika Okada and Hinares versus Empire. Well, not much to say because I skipped this match because, you know, I refuse to watch this match featuring this POS of a person. But at the end, I'll say this. Jeff Cobb with the Tour the Island to Tanahashi, and he picked up the victory for Empire, especially with Tanahashi working with an injured knee that he sustained during the World Tag League. Noah, your thoughts.
1: The Empire is powerful. Do not go against us. Supports the Empire as Great L Khan encourages the message of the Empire. What the bigger message here though is what is the state of Tanahashi? Yes, he's on the Wrestle Kingdom Bannister, but you gotta wonder at this point, what match, if any, can he do? You gotta wonder about Tanahashi's future, but Empire looks very strong as we look forward to Okada versus Osprey. That's really what this match came down to
0: exactly it's like a way to like have like more of a storyline build-up that's gonna lead up to russell kingdom um for that and especially like with jeff cobb because he is getting a bigger push that he is getting too especially the fact that we're gonna be talking about the next match shortly too and mm-hmm. a teaser of like his title like you know a title match that he's gonna be challenging for um cory what are your thoughts of this matchup you want anything to add
2: um jeff cobb like yeah he he looks amazing he's Looking more amazing by every match he has, and seeing him grow from you know the good old days back in APW to now, you know it's 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 cool to see him just evolve so much.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like Jeff Cobb, we've seen him like as a babyface, and we've seen him as a heel. And I think like you know him being part of the Empire Unit, this is like his stronger um, push that he's getting as a heel altogether, especially like during the World Tag League um Like, Turman, like, him and Greater Khan put out a, a pretty impressive matchup, especially when Greater Khan with that Mongolian chop, like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, Tanahashi is going to recover from that knee injury, you know, but who knows what's going to be happening next, but,
1: yeah. I mean, they're Frederick exasperated with that post-chair attack.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus. Alrighty, y'all. So let's go ahead and move on to the next match. So this is the next match that is kind of like a rematch again and again and again since that whole big trail happening. Representing LIJ, Shingo Takage, who is the current Never open weight Champion, and Sonata versus representing Bullet Club, Yujiro Takahashi, and Evil with Dick Togo. So pretty much, this is pretty much a heavy-hitting match. You could tell that, like... Shingo takage wasted no time for like trying to make a save to sonata and of course usual Togo like being like the distraction to the referee he actually like choked sonata outside the outside of the ring causing sonata to like to like being like so unconscious trying to yeah. like escape but you know evil was attacking him While well, that until Shingo takage did actually make the save for it too and then it turns into like a handicap match like, throughout, and I feel so bad for Shingo Takage that he tried his best to, like, fight it off. and my concern about Sonata is he gonna be okay, because, you know, you saw the training staff, the young lions, was checking in on him, to see if he's awake or not, too. But no, he ran right away, and then, and start attacking evil, like, <laughs> so hard, until at the end, Shingo Tagage, with the sliding lariat, then the last of the dragon to Yujiro to pick up the victory. And afterwards, Sonata is, like, beating the holy hell out of evil, like, beating out. The young lines. were trying to break up, but then Sonata was pushing them up or punching and continued to fight and fight. You could tell, like, how much he is pissed. And while he was trying to be calm, ran back outside, ran back out, and him and Eve was trying to attack one another. Even Dick, Dick Togo was trying to freaking, like, trying to interview, but Sonata didn't knock him out, and they fight throughout the back of the back of the um, the whole backstage. So, Corey, your thoughts?
2: Um, I mean, I mean, this match, I mean, it's, I think it's just a set of Evil versus Sonata, mm-hmm. um, a one-on-one match. I don't know how long Evil is going to remain in Bullet Club going forward because it seems like he's just trying to use the resources. At least that's what I'm getting. Like, he's just trying to use Jiro Takahashi. He's, you know, he's trying to use Bullet Club to get to this next level, and I think it, eventually they're going to be kind of fed up with his crap and kicking with the curb i i'd rather see evil as a uh kind of doing his own thing than in bullet club so
0: absolutely yeah because like with evil like he only joined bullet club for like no good reason like especially like at the new japan cup finale it's like what the hell and then like at dominion towards the end you have dick toko made his new japan return yeah and it's kind of like what's the point of it i know that people are like getting fed up with evil like you know why is the whole main reason of You know, being part of Bullet Club, like, he doesn't give any credibility to it, except for being the double champ by beating Naito, which, of course, spoiler alert, that match at Dominion was not my favorite match of all time for this year. I'm just saying, (laughs) y'all, don't come at me, you know? But I think, like, you know, with his match with Sonana, that's definitely going to be the nail in the coffin, especially what's going to be leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, you know? Yeah. And also, Noah, what are your thoughts about it? Do you have anything to add up to this matchup?
1: I feel like, again, the biggest thing to come out since Evil betrayed L.I.J. is Sonata finally showing us real emotion, exploding. You think about how everyone else in L.I.J. has reacted to this betrayal. Sonata's been the most calm, cool, and collective on screen. And we've truly shown right now the most angry Sonata I have seen all year. It's this aggression that I think could push him to bigger things. when I think about the year that he's had, and I've had support for him so much. But also, we got further support to Shingo's next challenger for the Never Overweight title, as you were just alluding to, Corey, with the way they've been billing him. Looks like Jeff Cobb wants that Never openweight gold. It was a match to basically build up two matches for a Wrestle Kingdom, but the biggest thing I saw was definitely Sonata Unleashed.
0: Indeed. Like, indeed, because, like, while well, Sonata was an evil sprawling out outside. You know, of course, out comes good old Jeff Cobb attacking Shingo Tagage. And he was grabbing the bell and Shingo was like, hey, 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 what? Give it back my belt. Give it back. And so yeah. as Jeff was trying to get the belt to Shingo. But then they were like tugging in until Jeff with the to tour the island standing top. And he said, hey, this is mine. So-
2: well, you know, just to add to that, uh, his tour of the islands right there. My God, like he grabs Shingo and spins to one side, completely stops and goes backwards the other way. To me, like that was the best tour of the islands I've seen in years. And it it looked great. And seeing him in the forefront of the never open weight championship, which will leave Shingo to go on, maybe to challenge for another title, maybe the U S title one day.
0: Yeah, possibility, you know, I mean, anything can go too. but yeah, like good analyzing about the whole, his finisher too, because I noticed that his tour of the island finisher is starting to get stronger as it expected to be like, mm-hmm. wow.
1: He's getting a lot of torque when it comes to that reverse spin, as you alluded to, Corey, on that tour of the islands. Good grief.
2: Yeah, I feel bad. Maybe I don't want his, uh, his back to give out one day, but it looks like that, <laughs> I, when I see him do that, I'm like, oh, that must not feel good in the morning.
0: Is exactly. wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, Oof. Oof, wow. uh, oh man? So, we're gonna see what's up with this, especially possibly. Like, I feel with this match, it will be going to like either night one or night two. But we're gonna be seeing anything can go during the road to Tokyo Dome, though. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next match right here. It's the tag team match between representing LIJ. Your current IWGP Intercontinental slash IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Tetsuya Naito and Bushi versus Kota Ibushi and Master Watto with Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Um, it was a pretty much a fun match, especially good storytelling going on between Ibushi and Naito since they're actually going to be facing each other on night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15. So pretty much it was like a your usual fun match. So,
2: Corey, your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, I mean, I, not, not a whole lot of thoughts about this match in general. I mean, it was kind of – it was just setting things up. Um, we'll see what happens going forward with Naito and the whole two nights and giving the title shot to Jay White, and then he's defending against Kota, too, is, still is a head scratcher to me. I don't know why he just gave the title shot up to uh, Jay White, but –
0: yeah, like ever since that Jay defeated Cody Ibushi for that contract, it was kind of like a "what in the hell is going on?" moment too. It's like a first in history of New Japan Pro Wrestling too. I think it's just because of New Japan is doing like two nights at to- two nights at the Tokyo Dome. They need to have some something to do. Especially Cody Bushy did win the G One in the first place, mm. and of course Jay White interfered. and then they did a match for the briefcase. And lo and behold, what happened? So, I think it just makes sense, like, you know, have night one, night two defending the belt against Cody Ibushi. The next one, J.Y. will defend, Will have a challenger against who was the champion to be, too. Yeah, it is overall kind of like confusing at the moment. At the same time, you know, New Japan is under a new management since Harold mm-hmm. Meiji is officially gone for New Japan since like mid October. So, I know they're trying their best to just like trying to pick up the pieces for it, but that's just me about the whole business aspect of it. but yeah, anyway, y'all. So, Noah, your thoughts and anything to add?
1: I mean, Kodabushi, Jay White, Tetsuya Naito, the story of G1 Climax 30. It's as simple as that. Every time I see Naito and Koda in the ring, it's magic, but it's also life threatening because I fear Kodabushi's neck, if it still exists, will remain intact. I think Naito is in way over his head with how much pride he's putting into this double championship run, his second run. And really, again, like you said, it was filler. But I will say this, considering things of uh, maybe reshame in Japan, Masawatu Bushi, not bad as a tag team.
0: I definitely agree, too. And, you know, with too, he did an impressive job during the Best of Super Junior tournament, you know? Yeah. You know, he, even know, even the fact that he has, has like, a, a bad luck of a, you know, a debut with, like, a couple losses. But, like, you know, I think, like, with the Best of Super Junior tournament, I think that's, like, one of his strong points. It showed
1: a lot there and that he was a block leader for a while, too. It was his first one, despite the fact people hold up against him due to his hybrid style that goes beyond what you expect from a junior.
0: Indeed, you know. So this is going to be, like, interesting in the making, especially how they're going to do it more for, or, like, each of the storytelling throughout leading up to Russell Kingdom. Exactly. But we're going to see about that. Anyway, y'all, so let's go ahead and move on to the co-main event, starting off with the World Tag League Finale. You have is the team of G.O.D., which is Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa with Jido versus Finn Juice, Juice Robinson, and Dave Finley. Holy crap, this match, y'all, like... This is a very wild match. And I think this is like by far one of the best tag team matches, especially for one of the tag teams. So, Noah, your thoughts and can you elaborate it?
1: I mean, both these teams, they went out to prove a point against each other. I honestly feel like these two teams have been feuding since Wrestle Kingdom this year. Training title wins, training wins back and forth. And it all came down to this: GOD out to prove a point, the best team in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Six years going, never won the World Tag League. Finn Juice trying to do it two years in a row. At one point, Master Heater ejected from ringside. I thought we were going to have a fair, standard, traditional tag team match. G.O.D. had to win it on their own. But also, the bigger story here, a receipt was yet to be repaid after Kenta, with the assist G.O.D., won the Never Way Tell off my guy, Tomer Lishi, at Royal Quest last year. Well, Kanta returned the favor with that brand-new red briefcase to the head of Juice Robinson. After Fingers was this close to winning and him in the head in a super power bomb, GOD finally gets it done. With the fact that both these teams beat Dangerous Techers, I was finding it away with what this match could have gone to, knowing that they're facing the Tatchers' wrestle game. But I'm really looking forward to the brutal affair that awaits me now with GOD and Dangerous Techers. A really amazing finale to a wild World Tag League. And congrats to GOD on uh, finally getting it done. And if nothing else, Maybe Drews Robinson now can throw his name in the hat to take on freaking Kenta for that briefcase. We still don't know when John Moxie is going to defend the IWGB United States Championship.
0: Exactly. I mean, like, I know, like, during the AEW press conference, like, two weeks ago, they say that John Moxie's not going to be Russell at Russell Kingdom. And it's like, what in the hell is going on? And we all thought he's going to, like, We all thought that he's gonna retain the AEW World Heavyweight Title, but no, he dropped it to Kenny Omega. So now, what's gonna be happening next? So it's like, what the hell going on? Like, I just something that really irks me about you know this whole like IWGP United States um, Title situation. It's like, dude, Moxley really needs to drop the title and give it to Kanto right away, and have like a proper matchup that we were waiting for in Japan, you know, or freaking New Japan Strong. But I digress on it. This is we're talking about tag team. So the tag team match itself, it was so lit. It was kind of like a slow start because you saw like a couple counters and exchanges, especially mostly pinfalls and near falls. But this is like the war in the making because I know a lot Finn. Of did
1: yeah, and one left hand of God dropped Tonga where he stood after all four minutes clashed with each other. This was just an all-out war. It felt like when Faze picked up. I love this.
0: Me, too. This is, like, their better uh, matchup than they had, like, in the tournament, you know, when they were facing each other.
1: Had to step up know? their game. No time limit. It was for the win.
0: That's right. And then a couple of interference, especially the part where the referee did kick out Jido and people were, like, hella pissed until, like, you know, halfway through the match, Jido came back, you know, and that's oh,
1: where freaking Kenta. Was nice to stay away from this. And this wasn't Red Shoes, by the way, in this match, to my surprise.
0: It was Madi Asami. Exactly. And that's where Kenta made the freaking, like, make the interference. And with that new briefcase to hit and a fresh haircut, too. So, Corey, (laughs) overall, your thoughts on this matchup?
2: Uh, Well, like, you know, like you guys were saying, this match had a lot of heat going into it. They've been building up these two teams, kind of going back and forth this past year. Um, And to see uh, Bullet Club interference, I mean, it was to be expected. We knew it. And sometimes I... I kind of like it. You know what I mean? We don't always need a clean finish in New Japan. A lot of people say that. They say, oh, I want to see New Japan for these clean finishes, pure Orest. And I'm just, you know, sometimes you can have a little uh, chicanery, you know. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes you can have a little uh, goofiness and dusty finishes. So I was all good with it. I was good with GOD winning. And uh, I I, want to know what is up. I still want to know what's up with – uh, Juice Robinson's new gimmick. I, I still don't get it. I'm sorry. Mercury.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we've doing yep. a blue brothers hybrid.
2: I, I just go it's one of those things. Like he he still has the old video, but his 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 wardrobe has changed to this blue brothers blues brothers mm-hmm. which I like. He looks good. Yeah. Um but I'm like it doesn't you know it doesn't add up.
0: Well, yeah. I did watch, like, you know, past New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong and Kevin Kelly this day. That he, um, his ring gear is the homage to the Blue Spurs because, mind you, he is from Chicago, uh, oh, yep, Chicago. yep, the greater Chicago, um, suburban area, of course. So, he just wanted to pay the tribute, of course, to the brothers, of course. He's a soul, so. man.
1: What you got, he's a soul man, he leaves it all out there in the ring.
0: That's yeah. right, exactly. I'm a soul man, anyway, y'all. So, yeah, uh-huh. so I'm glad even though I picked Finjuice because I thought that's going to be the second, um, they're going to win two in second yeah. year. But, hey, G.O.D. winning their first World Tag League, I'm for it. And I'm freaking excited for the matchup against Dangerous Tag because their matchup at Wrestle Kingdom was by far my favorite match out of the tournament holy crap it turns out to be a street fight i don't know what craziness that's gonna that turns out i hopefully it will be on night too maybe because that's gonna be a very fire matchup and i'm gonna mm-hmm. so
1: so finally break the curse and win january 4th or just in general can they win at russell Kingdom? the one thing that has eluded them their entire career
0: oh yeah and also i just want to add up before we go to the main event match about kenta so Kenta's in Japan. That means to Super Jacob, it's been pre-taped. Yep. That's mm-hmm. right. When I say it's pre-taped, thank goodness there's no spoilers or anything coming out because, you know, they normally do their, um, their New Japan Strong down in Southern California at the CWF um, studio. And- yeah,
2: but you had a lot of people last night making multiple appearances on different shows. Mm-hmm. You know, Leo Rush on Super Jacob and... And Triple Mania, uh, TJP on both, you know, Impact yeah. and, Impact and
1: Super J Cup,
0: Omega, yeah.
2: Yeah. Omega, All
1: yeah.
0: That. yeah. Which so, we're going to get um, into the Super J Cup in just shortly, yeah. you know, after we talk about the main event match. So, yeah, so it looks like, yeah, congratulations, GOD. You effing did it. Proud of you. So, hopefully, you beat these. Ho-ass, muffin, dangerous tecker up. <laughs> How dare
1: you disrespect Peter and the Holy Emperor?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I can't wait for that. me
0: Halabe. And I miss her, though.
1: Yeah, Mimi Halabi. I also miss Peter, too. I want to see those two do. You know, but not right. digress.
0: Right. Anyway, y'all, so let's go ahead and move on to the main event. Man, she says, this is a very noteworthy and buzzworthy the best of Super Junior 27th finale match between representing L.I.J. Hamuro Takahashi versus representing Suzuki-gun. El Desperado. So, in Hamuro Takahashi, big-ass strategy book, you know, as I it, originally he wrote um, El Desperado, I Don't hit, Hate You. But when he opened that strategy guidebook and gave it to Milano Collection AT, it crossed over. And according to what Chris Charlton said on commentary, it said, El Desprado, I hate your guts. <laughs> 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 oh, Mario, I'm very entertained by his strategy guy. But my favorite of all of the pages would be, have to be Ryusuke Taguchi, which he said call called him a technical pervert, which I was, like, freaking laughing. Like, I couldn't even compose my uh, my thoughts and everything when I did the usual results and recap on Instagram TV, which, by the way, check it out on my Instagram page. I do, like, you know, past Results and recaps of the whole tournament itself. So, check it out, y'all. And yeah, so overall, holy shit, you guys. This is the best Super Junior match I've seen ever, you guys. So many hearts, so many souls, emotions going in. Both guys are hungry to win this matchup, too. A lot of heavy hitting, a lot of strikes action. You have Al Desperado trying to apply the Inuvial dose, but Hamaro with a rope break, he tried to do the sh- Hamaro tried to do the shotgun drug kit but Desperado landed on his feet which actually hit on the open gate like outside of the ring you have Hamaru winning a present Canadian destroyer like holy crap and I wanted to point it out real quick Chris Charlton actually mentioned about Hamaru's injury back in 2018 oh As yeah you, yeah Corey you know you and I we were there live and at the Cow Palace. Oh yeah, his matchup against um Dragon Lee or Shinsuke hey. Lee. Yeah, yeah. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight. Yeah.
2: Oof.
0: Uh That was, but he did finish the matchup, you know, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of like interference, especially with like a low blows, of course, from El Desperado while the Rough is not looking for it.
2: Yeah. And,
0: like couple strike, couple um, KO. However, right when Hamaru did the strike to Alto Sprotto to give him a knockout, Hamaro decided to rip Alto Sprotto's mask, but only the top layer of the mask, which the crowd was like pretty in shock. Like you could hear the crowd actually gasp, like even though the rule says you're not supposed to chant because of like, you know, the the transmission, even though they're all wearing masks, but like, you know, dropless can't like transmission. Through. I don't know. They're like very, they, they want to keep it precaution because, you know, we're still in a pandemic, y'all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, Aldo Prado decided, you know what? F it. He did the unthinkable. He took off his whole mask to reveal his sexy face. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. He's attractive. I just want to say
2: Good that. Good guy. Good looking guy. Yeah.
0: Of course, Corey. Yeah. Anyway. So that's where both guys are starting to strike each other up brutally. Aldo Prado was about to do the pinche loco, but Hamaro did counter with the headbutt, and both the guys down. And then Hamaro with the thrust kick. Then he did counter Aldo Prado's second attempt to do the pinche loco, that actually drove him to the exposed steel turnbuckle. Like holy crap! Indeed. And oh yeah, and then at the end, of course, Hamaro. Did not one, but two-time Bob and y'all. Hamoru Takahashi won two years in a row of the best of Super Junior 27. My God. Like I said, this is the best match in history of Super Junior.
2: Yeah, it was really good. Um, the the one thing I think about this this was like El Desperado's like coming out party. I know he's been around for a long time, but I think this time he's really going to make a push as a like a top single star in the light heavyweight division, especially with Will Osprey going up to the heavyweights. Uh, Hiromu, I mean, he's they've kind of been talking about him moving up a little bit too, because in New Japan, there's nowhere to go but up in the ranking or up in the weight class. So. We'll see what happens with El Desperado, but I think he's going to be kind of like a staple in the light heavyweight division going forward as one of the main players.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree that as well, especially at that one point, Hamaro did challenge Evil for the IWGP Intercontinental and the heavyweight like back in July. Yeah. I remember that matchup? It was pretty much a decent match, you know, and Hamaro yeah. did his best, you know, but yeah, I could definitely see that's going to be happening with Hamaro too. Kamaro, like, getting up to, he did give the test of it, and he went back to juniors. So I'm guessing, yeah, he looks like he's going to be going moving up forward, especially, like, with El Tafrado. Like you say, he is definitely going to be, like, the top rising star, especially for Suzuki Goo Oh, they yeah. too, since, like, you know, he is the current one-half of the IWGP junior tag team champion, and I'm glad that he did hold both belts because, of course, Yoshino Kamaru is out with a kind of, like, kind of, like, not a too serious um, knee injury. I mean, he is definitely going to be carrying along the line too. So yeah, I definitely actually test like the whole point of it too. And anything you'd like to add Corey?
2: Uh, No, I mean, the match was great. Uh, It's one of, Like you said, one of the better, at least one of the best matches of this year for sure. I just feel like new Japan is kind of just kind of stretching things out until things get back to normal Mm -hmm. uh, with some of the stuff happening this year. But you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about it a little bit more later.
0: Absolutely. Now, Noah, I know you're dying to talk about this main event match, so go ahead.
1: I'm just going to keep it simple and say that was probably the best best Super Juniors finale I have ever seen. And again, like you alluded to, Corey, El Desperado's coming out. We wonder now, did he just show us a new identity to him, but also to himself? You think about since he came back from that injury last year at King of Pro Wrestling, and what has he done this year? Taking on Tomorrow Ishii, one of my favorite matches from the New Japan Cup, winning the IWG Free Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships with Yoshinobu Kalmaro, representing Suzuki-gun proudly in all of these tours this year, and really just having fun and owning what he loves. But... This felt like a whole new level to what El Desperado is capable of when I was speaking about him winning this, leading this division. But again, Hiromu, it might just be passing up the torch. We'll see what happens uh, following Wrestle Kingdom. I wonder now if he'll go forward, will he do this without a mask? Because he doesn't need to hide himself. We know what he's capable of. And that's why this crowd, even under precautionary standards, there's a certain moment in professional wrestling, especially when it comes to New Japan, that the crowd just has to react beyond what you would expect from this atmosphere. And when Hiromu, and when literally Haromu tried to take the mask off, and then Esperado Willie really took the mask off himself, I was like, whoa, this just got real. Unbelievably incredible match. I cannot wait to see what awaits El Desperado next year and Karas to Hiromu getting it done, still leading this division. Now, whether or not he stays there where he wanted to face Tetsuya Nato at the anniversary show, that got canceled. In the traditional match or whether that becomes a title match, maybe things to come. Only time will tell. But I definitely see how this round will be in the next one to lead this division. That was absolutely incredible.
0: Indeed, for it too. And it's like, even though I was like not happy with the results of the winner, but then at the same time, it's like more it more beats to it too. This is like a thing with like tomorrow too. This is like a chance that this is his Somewhat of a semi graduation, too. And uh-huh. I just want to point out about El Desperado being unmasked. This is not, I, this is the first time he actually unmasked himself in New Japan because when he was in excursion in Mexico, he was unmasked. And right. prior to that, he was a young lion at one point because yeah. I saw old pictures of him and Hamaru like years ago when they were young.
1: They go way back. Yeah. This, this building, everything about this felt so deep and personal to both men. But I feel like it was more for El Desperado to prove something to himself here. And I think he did, even in defeat.
0: Definitely. I'm hoping we'll be seeing El Desperado, like, maybe in face paint. I would love to see it. Like, he can pull kind of like a Jushin Thunder Liger move, you know, like when he's unmasking to Jushin Thunder Liger. So it could be anything can go for it, too. But what's so funny is that after the match, you saw that Red Shoe did trying to cover El Desperado's face with the t-shirt but you uh, know yeah a and
1: sacred to exactly
0: a but you know you saw El Sprato threw the mask go, threw through the t-shirt away just to reveal mm-hmm. and so that's where Homo did call him out and shout out to Chris Charlton again to translate he said my dear Jesperato you got plenty more still to come until we both have to retire we're gonna go fight forever I won this time but I'll see you again
1: I can't wait for round two.
0: Me too. I'm excited. Yeah.
2: Well, and, him with the him with the mask. Him getting rid of it. It's just like I said. Him saying, "I don't need this to succeed. I don't need. I just have to kind of believe in myself." And we might even see him turn face one of these days. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah like I know faces in that faction as well. This has been the year of Suzuki Gun, so I definitely can see that, Corey. Yeah,
0: definitely because as I stated on the 200 episode of the Bulletcast, that Suzuki Gun has been the MVP. Of New Japan Pro Wrestling since the pandemic started, pretty much everybody, well, minus um, Takamichi Nuka because he's a freelancer, um, they've been outshined the most of it, you know, like in an impressive way.
1: No, Suzuki never. Heavyweight champion Taiji Zack Saber Jr. are the heavyweight tag champions. Yoshinobu and Esperado are the junior heavyweight tag team champions. So, Suzuki has pretty much done it all except for the top goal, and I hope that it actually happens for somebody uh, next year. It has been the year of Suzuki, going definitely for me. And of course, that's my favorite fact in New Japan Pro Wrestling, for reasons. Oh, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. So anyway, so Hamura did close out with his victory speech saying that he won. he won the best of Super Junior. He proved to everyone, especially to Taiji Ishimura, that he can go. However, even though he wanted to challenge Taji Ishimura, he also wanted to face someone the winner of the super j cup in america that's right he said we have to bring new japan pro wrestling back to where it all and all people can do is pro wrestling and also he gave like a hard form speech about like you know himself and the and most of the wrestlers are giving are giving the audience what they want especially the audience whether they clap applaud or stomp their feet the beat will be giving the strength that we need to we need, especially during this really, like, you know, unsettling time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he ever, and he closed off and said, whatever happens to the future right now, I'm going to take more than everything. New Japan Pro Wrestling, right this moment for all of you here that are alive at this moment, and let's have some. Moto! 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 Four times of moto, which is more fun together. And thus. We close up the Best of Super Junior and the World Tag League finale, y'all. My God, this is a really incredible show, guys.
2: Yeah, it was a good show, and I like the format of the, the Tag League and the Super Juniors together. I, yeah. I love
1: this hybrid tour, and might I add, for the first time in a non-standard, just focused junior heavyweight uh, tour, the Junior Heavyweights actually main-evented the show, and it was absolutely well-deserved. I really enjoyed this whole thing.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, this is like a history maker, especially the fact that, like, you know, we're still in a crappy time of this year because of the pandemic. Our time. a very heavy moment ever, especially the storytelling of Hamuro and Despi. Okay, y'all, so before we gotta go into the next show, we're going to give our grades and our thumbs-up, thumbs-down. So, Corey... For a thumbs up, thumbs we give it like two thumbs up, one and a half, one, all that stuff. So okay. grade first and your thumbs up, thumbs down.
2: Uh, the show altogether, I would say it was a, I would say it was like a B plus show, you know, um, I would say, and then uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, I would say about a thumb and a half.
0: Alrighty. Cool. So
2: like, uh, like this, you know.
0: Awesome. Now, Noah. Ask the hybrid.
1: Uh, I gotta agree. I mean, honest foretold, this match truly for me was, the show, excuse me, it was about two matches, and that was our finals. The other matches set up some interesting stories, you had your fun buffer, freaking Yano. And at the end of the day, it had really great smooth flow to it, incredible uh, finale for uh, both of the uh, tournaments. And it set up a number of matches that are yet to be official, but I think will be for Wrestle Kingdom. And maybe we have an idea of what the stories will be for some of these have a few matches too that are clearly gonna go across both days, one and a half B plus standard as well.
0: Well, you guys, I'm definitely gonna be agreeing with all you guys. I'm definitely giving it a B plus and one and a half thumbs up because even though this show was incredible, the main event actually stealed the show, and then the World Tag League um tournament finale, and like some of the other matches, like the LIG versus Bullet Club like Evil and Yujiro's match, it was kind of like. I really don't want to see this again. Like, why, you know? And then some of like questionable story, like in the in telling too, especially with like Empire and Hanare's and
1: Okada. situation. A new theme, though. I will say that Empire new theme,
0: not bad. I haven't heard of their new theme, so yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, but and then so like, and especially like, you know, even that wasn't even happy result. But hey, it is what it is. Great storytelling and something to look forward to the most. So. Yeah, you guys, B plus, one and a half thumbs up. Anyway, y'all, so let's go on a segue to the next day. That's right, New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup that took place on Saturday, December 12, 2020 in an undisclosed location in Southern California. So as I mentioned, it looks like it's been pre-taped. I believe it was during, you know, the start of the World Tag League and Best of Super Junior because of certain someone has a haircut and... <laughs> too. so super jacob it was one of my favorite new Japan event i um, mean Corey and i we did actually attended last year at sf state
2: yeah yeah i mean last year was crazy uh it was the craziness of the show with fans and you know this year is a little different but yeah. hey it was still a lot of good matches on this show so
0: Oh, definitely. So your commentator for the event is Kevin Kelly and Alex Kozlov. So let's go ahead and kick off with the opening of the round one of the tournament. So you have, it's representing the LA Dojo, Clark Connors, versus representing Impact Wrestling, the finesse himself, Chris Bay. Now, let's go ahead and start off with you, Corey. What do you think of this match overall?
2: Um, I actually thought this was one of the matches of the night, the opening match, Clark Connors. I believe he's, he's fighting for his life just to kind of get a spot to get more focus on him with new Japan management and Chris Bay. I mean, really showed, I think the world, how good he is uh, the other night in the super J Jacob. Um, but you know, that there was one point where he hit the massive, like underhook power bomb to, uh, to Clark Connors followed by the kickout. And, it's just back and forth p- between the two guys. You know, I can see, easily see these two go for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title one day.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this matchup is it's a, it's a pretty much a, a good showcasing match from Clark Connors. I suppose you have a like, couple of those technical like, moose set from Clark Connors. And I feel like, you know what, Clark, I feel like he's getting ready to graduate from the LA Dodie. To just prove himself. Especially he yeah. wants the, the Lions break crown. He had a, an impressive winning streak, especially hand-teaming with DKC beating the Regal Twins. So I can see him, like, being, like, one of the top stars that will be leading. Since Carl Fedricks is, like, already graduating, he's, like, the pretty much the new locker room leader of the L.A. Dojo, you know, under Shabata, by the way. You got to respect him. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, like, a couple of these uh, defenses with some pinfalls, Chris Bay, uh, Clark did actually tackle Chris Bay really hard that he almost had him off from oh. the ring. Oh my god! And then he yeah, had his
1: like the on interception.
0: Oh my god! And then the double right. chop like from Clark Connors to Chris Bay. Oh my god! From the back, yeah. And then of course Chris Bay did counter with the spear, which he attempted the net breaker, but Clark Connors caught him with the suplex for a two tap And of course Chris Bay with the impressive double underhook, powerbomb for the two cup, until at the end, y'all, Chris Bay with the art of finesse, his second attempt to Clark Connors, and he picked up the victory for round one. I freaking love this opening of the match. You know, it's a really good start, especially now everybody gets to know of who Chris Bay is. Noah, your thoughts?
1: Super J Cup is all about bringing the best in junior heavyweights from all over the world to showcase what they are capable of, and Chris Bay brought it against Clark Connors, who I thought showed a much more aggressive physical style against Bay, who I think more is very technical. But then Clark got a little technical towards the uh, later half of the match. Really great setup, opening match towards things to come by both men. And like you said, Clark Connors, he's called the captain for a reason. I think he leads by example. I definitely see him in the next to graduate out of the L.A. dojo. I would love to see these two definitely contend for a title in the future. They're both future champions, in my opinion. What a start to this tournament. Kudos to both.
0: Indeed. So I'm like really excited, like to see what's gonna be happening with Clark Connors, you know. And regarding with Chris Bay, we'll just say that. However, Hamaru Takahashi actually live tweeted during the Super Jacob. He actually pointed out of Clark Connors that like he kinda remind remind him of someone. Even though a couple people did say like he looks like a young Adam Hangman Page, some saying he looked like Walking Phoenix. However, I was the only one like I remember messaging Corey and then messaging Noah that he actually kind of reminds me of a young Carrie Von Eric. I don't know. It's I think it's because of his hair that kind of grows a little longer to, from like the young Lions um cleaning commercial like during the yeah. mission.
1: But young, yeah, that, that look,
0: look. It kind of resembled like Kerry Von Erich. Don't you guys agree?
1: A little bit. He also brings similar style to the ring. I, I can't say him and that page because I have yet to see Clark Connors give me a laureato because his strong finisher is the spear. Yeah,
2: yeah I, th- I think uh, I never thought of the Kerry Von Erich resemblance, but when I saw how long his hair has grown out, I just can't stop thinking about it. Either that or a young Farrah Fawcett, you know, Charlie's Angels from the 1970s because he definitely has the flow going
0: oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) he has a really good head of hair especially during the pandemic yeah yeah Yeah. all right all right so let's go to move on to the next matchup for the round one We have is super ach versus representing impact wrestling by the way tjp noah your thoughts of this pretty impressive
1: match Again, both these men are also tag team partners. We've seen an NJPW Strong. TJP is no stranger to the Super J Cup. He was out here to prove a point. But Super ACH, he definitely came out of this match. I feel with a stronger motivation. And it led him to victory. Both these men had an incredibly strong striking affair. There was one minor slip-up that I think truly caused TJP in the end. If it wasn't for that, I think it would have had a different result because he was my pick to uh, win this. But Super ACH, he got him in the end off of that uh, top rope uh, suplex maneuver. And I was uh, surprised by this win because it seems to me that, uh, what's his name, Mannix, having a better year right now than TJP. I can't (laughs) catch the break in impact or NJPW. And it was good to see TJP back in the Super J Cup again. Hope to see him again next year.
0: Oh, definitely. You know, he did a pretty impressive job, especially, like, with his, like, you know, his impressive submission hole he has. Especially, like, when he did the springboard QDT to ACH for a two count. And, of course, ACH won a German suplex, followed by top rope coaster. We'll a lot of back and forth, a lot of, like, technical defenses. and off- Oh, yeah. And also, at the end, ACH with the 450 slush TJP to pick up the victory. So, it's pretty much a pretty decent match you know especially showing like a different type of like different moveset from both contenders too and I'm glad ACH won so yeah um Corey your thoughts and anything to add
2: um no I mean it was a decent match I wasn't like you know going wild about it I didn't think it was like a great match um something about TJP matches to me I feel like sometimes he can never kick it into like what he used to be you know I feel like he's always holding back lately and I, I don't know why. I, I think that's why I can't really get into his matches. But other than that, it was a decent match. ACH looked really good in it.
1: I haven't um, seen this piece since the Cruiserweight Classic.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, totally. Overall, yeah, good matchup and all the above. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the next match of the round <laughs> one. you we have is representing GC Dub. Blake Christian, First, it's representing Ring of Honor, Ray Horace. So, as mention, mentioned, this is Ray Horace's first wrestling, first um, match since, you know, the pandemic hit, of course. So, he's like, hopefully, Ray Horace, um, Ring of doesn't even finish. So, he actually did a pretty good job during this matchup, you guys. Like, I was very impressed with, like, his different moveset, especially with the inverted figure four lock to Blake Christian. And also... The Canadian Destroyer. Like, holy crap. The Canadian Destroyer that he gave to Blake Christian that actually caused um, Blake to broke his nose when he landed so hard on the ring, busted open, like, holy crap. But overall, this is a really good showcasing the match between both guys. Like, you saw, like, Topey Cohen-Hilo from Blake Christian to Ray Horace, and then Lake Lariat, and, of course, Ray Horace with the sentine outside of the ring. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Like, wow. And then, of course, Ray Horace with the top rope inverted Russian leg sweep. That, which Alex Kossel did actually describe it very well. It's like this whole move that we have not seen it ever. This is by far impressive. Unfortunately, at the end, Blake Christian with the frog splash, and he picked up the victory, advancing to the next round. So, I was very blown away with this match especially Blake Christian working his butt up, especially with the broken nose that is like, it was busted open all over. And Ray yeah. Horace, like I said, he did an incredible job and I don't see any rain rust from him whatsoever. But that in that inverted Russian Lake sweep on the top rope, that was freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Corey, your thoughts of this?
2: Um, yeah, no, it was a great, uh, it was a great Lucha match. Uh, I'm not familiar with Blake Christian too much because I'm not watching, you know, all the GCW events that I can, but uh, he looked really good in it. The only thing I would have to say that I thought was a little scary was uh, Ray Horace hitting the uh, that senton to the outside. He almost missed Blake Christian completely. Blake had to run in there and catch him. And I think, I don't know if that's where, did he get bu- his face busted open right there or was it when you were saying into when there was a Canadian Destroyer?
0: Well, he actually... Got his nose busted open after when he did the inverted um, Russian Lake sweep. Okay, that's okay. where um, Blake did landed really hard on the mat.
2: Yeah, it was a good match though. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: All righty, yeah. Noah, anything to add?
1: Hybrid Lucha Libre style and the young up and comer because Blake Cruz is still so young in his career fights with all heart with his hybrid high risk style. He got the win over a great veteran that looked like he hasn't lost a single step and pull out a move that I never saw before. I was gasping on that move. And again, the Destroyer busted Blake Christian's nose, difficulty to breathe. He still put it out in the end. Kudos to Blake Christian. And honestly, I've been impressed with him fairly than most of the people I've seen on NJPW Strong because of the risk and the style that uh, he brings. This is a really good match to show how far Blake Christian has come, but also how far he's willing to go. Because again, in the Super J Cup, you're trying to show the world why you want this and why you are one of the best. Blake Christian proved that here.
0: Absolutely. So, by far, an impressive match. Looking forward to see what's going on in the semifinal for Blake Christian. Hopefully, we'll see more of Ray Horace maybe on the upcoming episode of New Japan Strong. Anyway, y'all, let's go ahead and move on to the last of the round one of the tournament. Uh-huh. Representing Bullet Club, the returning Alpha Tosmo versus the man of the hour or the man of New Japan, Leo uh-huh. Rush. Uh-huh. First of all, Freaking ELP is the biggest troll ever because, you know, he's, he's going to release his own theme song. And, of course, it said, oh, song has been muted due to copyright issue. And you saw Alex Koslov and Kellen Caving standing up with you like, what's going on with their headset? Nope. ELP was the biggest troll ever. So, and, of course, the commentator had to say, like, what's going on? What's, yeah. they're like what the hell is going on you know and they say like oh ELP is trying to fight for his own musical I was like
2: yeah. I like how they play like played into the storyline at least you know yeah. they're not just like well you know that, the music's playing anyways what's going you know they're literally like what's going on like we don't know did he have to play something you know so it's great I love that
0: I know freaking a ELP he a-
1: is as a human being that goes to his character brilliant return <laughs>
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. Anyway, the match itself was pretty dope as hell, especially a lot of trash talk going on between Leo Rush and freaking ELP. And I'm going to take it over to you, Noah. What do you think of this match overall?
1: I thought it was interesting because this match was really a story of ELP coming back. Has he lost his step? Because, again, the early beginning, he wasn't able to get himself out of the blocks. He couldn't even pull up his traditional entrance, uh, flip off the top uh, rope. It was like, okay, you got ring rust? But then he's like, okay, I got this together. Clearly, ELP was playing the bully here, being the bigger, the stronger adversary against the ever so small but elusive once he gets the speed up, Leo Rush. And again, the early part of this match, ELP was controlling this. We got all the classic hits to the bench from ELP, including scratch to the back, that stomp in the corner, and he was under the tree of woe, walking the ropes. But Leo Rush, with a strong free up offense towards the end, appropriate suicida. Great. It feels like a Yoshi Tonic versus Destroyer at uh, one point that uh, he hit um, ELP with. But of course, this is ELP. This is the guy that won it last year by any I means necessary. Ref inadvertently hit. He does go below blow. Gets denied at one point. Looks like he now is into joint manipulations. He broke um, Leo Rush's finger, which is also a story during a lot of this match. I think that also hit him at one point We had a fall on the bridge. Good near falls, but in the end, ELP got done by hook or by crook. Literally, crook punch Grabbing, handful of tights, got the win, but really good match. Hope to see more of Leo Rush.
0: All right, as very briefly said, too. Yeah, this match was pretty impressive. A lot of heavy-hitting mood sets, especially for both contenders, too. And, of course, ELP doing his usual shenanigans to actually pick up the victory for it. And I'm glad they play his old theme instead of, like, his trolling of, like, a supposedly a new thing, too. So, (laughs) anyway, Corey, your thoughts on this match?
2: Uh, I... I thought it was really good. And I didn't know if um, ELP was uh, working us with all of the, the ring rust because it happened a few times in the match where he was slipping in and falling. And I was like, okay, the first time I was laughing, I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's funny. He might have some ring rust, but the second time it happened, I was just like, is, is he just messing with us? Like, is he really just trying to make him show, like show that he can't win without cheating? So I don't know, but either way, it was a good match. It was nice to see Leo Rush back and check off something on his list of uh, places to wrestle in 2021.
0: Oh, definitely too. And I know Hamaro did actually did posted a tweet, you know, saying that um, Leo Rush versus peace match it was a fun match, and mm-hmm. also that he actually retweeted um, Leo Rush's um, um, tweet, you know, and he said, "When will I see you again?" And then Leo Rush is like, "Very soon." "Quote unquote, my friend." <laughs> uh, so pretty much, Kamara was very really impressed with this match. Even and also, he actually impressed with the ACH and TJP's match, though. But yeah, Yeah, great interaction, all that. So yeah, looking forward to the semifinal. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about the next match right here: the tag team match between Rocky Romero and Mister No Days Off himself, good old Fred Rosser versus. Representing Team Filthy New Japan, Jr. Kratos, and my dear friend, of course, the leader of Mihente, the Radioactive Bobby himself, Danny Limelight. That's what he call himself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: all All right. Okay. So, anyway, Noah, your thoughts of this tag match.
1: Uh, at the end of the day, this is a grudge with Rocky Romero and Dane Limelight that was far from over. There was great chemistry. I was just waiting to see when Rocky and Danny were going to mix it up. But Danny, of course, using Kratos to his advantage to get the better of Rocky and trying to get the win. Fred Ross, though, incredible strength showing off here. He definitely impressed me the most of this match. And it looked like he was controlling J.R. Kratos, isolating him for the most part, as Rocky just wanted to get a piece of Dane Limelight. Came close a couple of moments, but at the end of the day, Team Filthy got the win, and Day Limelight marking Rocky Romero as Alex Kozlov was berating this whole idea of Rocky. You see what happens to you, Rocky? It was an interesting match, and I feel this feud's far from over. I feel like now we're going to see Fred Rouser and J.L. Kratos in a feud, and JR Kratos definitely played his part as enforcer uh, in this match. It was a pretty good showing.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it is a pretty much a really good showcasing match, especially – the storytelling between Rocky Romero and Danny Lund. Like, ever since Danny joined Team Filthy of New Japan uh, (laughs) version, uh, we can tell, like, you know, there has been a lot of, like, betrayal in and making between him and Rocky Romero. And so, like, a lot of, like, you know, it's, like, mostly... Rocky and Danny Limelight in a matchup, and then you have Fred Rosser and JR Kratos kind of, like, involving, like, too. That's why I get the sense of this match, too. But I understand that it's going to be leading up to the next episode of New Japan Strong, where Rocky Romero and Danny Limelight will be facing off one-on-one for the last time, I guess. But overall, it was a pretty decent match, too. Corey, your thoughts? Uh,
2: well, I will say this. Darren Young is gone, far gone to those days, because Fred mm-hmm. Rosser... I don't know what it is, but even since the last time I see, saw him wrestle live at All Pro Wrestling against Jake Atlas, uh, he has come so far, and he looks the best he's ever have in any wrestling form ever that I've ever seen him in. And he looks good. This match was fun. The, there was this one funny part I liked at the end when uh, was it uh, Limelight had the headlock or the sleeper hold on Rocky Romero, and Kratos jumps in the ring to block um, De- uh, not Daniel but Fred Rosser. <laughs> Rosser missed his uh, spot for like 15 seconds and you just see Kratos just kind of like waiting he's like where are you <laughs> like, yeah. where are you coming from <laughs> but either way uh, all, all the guys in this match uh, are good people and it was a fun match so in- uh, actually, I've never met Danny Limelight I can't contest for that but uh, all the other three guys are all good yeah.
0: guys I was featuring in Danny Limelight Instagram live in the past well three times in an occasion of course you know uh-huh. How he I mean, he followed, like, he followed me on Twitter ever since, like, I started live tweeting New Japan Strong, and, then, like, I don't know how the hell he find, like, you know, my tweets. Even the Regal Twins and DKC and Blake Christ and some of the guys that were up here on New Japan Strong, like, I'm surprised, maybe they were searching their names or the hashtag or something, and then, oh, your yeah. name's there. So, yeah, uh, freaking Danny Lyme, like yeah, I was on his, um, you know, into the Limelight Instagram live in the past, you know. Yeah, he's a really good dude though. But nice, all opportunities, nice. all that.
1: So he's also great Grand AW Dark, so there you go. He's taking out. Exactly.
0: Hey Philip, like I mentioned that message Denny Limelight so you can interview him. Look at his matches, so you can interview him on the Bullet Cast. I'm just oh. saying, Philip, you're an awesome woman. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, digress. Um, anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to the semi-final match between Super ACH versus the finesser, Chris Bay. Oh, my God. I knew this match was going to be the match of the night. Well, one of them. Both guys brought in so many high-flying maneuvers, so many counters, so many offenses. I was very blown away. You have ACH with the Sunset Powerbomb to Chris Bay for a two-count. Chris Bay actually reversed, like, one of ACH's superplex with a revert to a hurricanrana for a two count. And of course, yeah. ACH with the Lariat, then Brave Buster for a two count. And then at the end, ACH with the Midnight Star to pick up the victory, and he's heading to the finale. Like, as I predicted, it was very impressive. Chris Bay did an outstanding job in New Japan, even though he took the L, but he did an awesome job. And hey, even Hamoro did complimented Chris Bay's ring gear, too. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. That are not imitated yeah. for Russell Kingdom as a tribute, but it's all good. <laughs> all right. Um, Corey, your thoughts on this match?
2: Uh, like you said, it was one of the matches of the night. It was a solid match. Uh, both guys gave it their all. I mean, you got one guy who's in the Super J Cup representing Impact Wrestling. And I don't think there was someone representing Impact last year. Was there?
0: T- um, I think oh. TJP. No, was TJP in Impact last year?
2: Mm, I don't
1: think so,
0: actually. Uh,
2: yeah, but you know, either way.
0: After wait a minute, that was after he got released from WWE, and then he made his Impact return, like December. I don't know.
2: Yeah, either way, uh, him representing Impact now in the Super J Cup, uh, representing himself. You know, he's he's looks so good in this match, uh, and ACH. Whoo, that guy's gonna go far, and I think he's gonna return. To uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling soon enough.
0: Absolutely. Full full. I yeah. mean, I feel like, you know, having like different promotion compared to last year. Last year was just Ring of Honor, CMO, CMML, of course.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And now this year we have GCW Impact Wrestling. That kind of like bringing in more of the brand itself too. And I'm glad we have like TJP and Chris Bay just to representing it, especially like that matches that was pretty awesome with like, Bay and ACH. Um, Noah, your thoughts and anything to add?
1: As Chris Bay's fiend says, all he need is one shot, one moment, one match, just one minute to really make you wonder why he is Mr. Finesse. This match was friggin' incredible, and neither man left nothing to chance. Chris Bay, I think, had an incredibly strong song, and I don't think it's the last time we'll definitely see him involved on NJPW. But Super ACH, I mean, it looked like he kicked it into another gear when he was in the ring with uh, Chris Bay. As again, his name for clowns, he is... Mr. Super ACH. He was in this thing uh, to win it. By far, this probably was my match of the night. Incredible effort by both. Mm -hmm. And to go off, uh, again, what you were saying uh, earlier about the ring gear thing, I did see that too. It would not surprise me if Romo does. Some sort of little tribute to something, if not all these guys, with his uh, Wrestle Kingdom entrance or gear, whether night one, night two, or both.
0: Absolutely. I see him, like, you know, kind of like a dedication to everybody in this, who participate in Super Jacob, you know? I think that would be, like, kind of like a nice nod not to because he actually did give a lot of appraisal, too. Like, he was worried about Blake Christian. He was happy to see Ray Horace. He was, like, happy to see a matchup between ACH and TJP. He really liked Chris Bay's gear. And, of course, Clark Connors kind of remind him of someone, of course, so... I think that it, it it will be something that we would like to see, like, when he's facing up against ELP, possibly, you know, ELP or anybody, HCH, or whichever, but we'll get into the main event shortly, you know. But let's go ahead and talk about the next match on the last of the semifinal. Alpha Tasmo, the troll, versus Blake Christian. Of course, Alpha Tasmo trolling us again. Like I said, I wish they would have played his old thing, you know, but no, a troll is being a troll, of course. So, yeah, Noah, your thoughts of this heavy-hitting match, especially Blake Christian wasted no time to attack ELP right away. There's
1: a reason why I respect Blake Christian so much and NJPW strong, his heart and his style. He wasted no chance here to try and get the best of ELP with multiple near-falls and strong offense out of the gate, especially with a vulnerable nose, which, of course, ELP did focus his attack on several points in this match. There were a couple moments here where I truly thought we are going to get an upset. I thought Blake Christian was going to beat this guy and surprise us. But again, in the end, Tom Fleury, Chuck Henry aside, despite all the risks to the outside as well, and their count-outs, I might add, ELP uh, got the win. So kudos to him. And again, he's proving a point why he is really the guy to watch for Bullet Club regarding this division. But Blake Christian, man, there's nothing else I could say but respect because At one moment, it looked like they even said he wasn't even going to be involved in this. ELP just going to get a free ride. But the officials, after some bantering and politicking, I guess, they finally said, okay, you can do this. But the ref was very aware of Blake Christian's nose. And if it did get to a state where he feels like he should continue or can't continue, he was probably going to stop the match. I'm glad they didn't. This match went like a little over 10 minutes, and it was uh, really good. I was very impressed with Blake Christian. But ELP won. What are you going to do?
0: Exactly. I mean, you see a lot of impressive showcase, you know, especially Blake Christian wanting to be the holy hell of of ELP.
1: Never run a spot. I thought he had him after that.
0: Oh, yeah. Of course. Like, day. Corey, your thoughts of this matchup?
2: Uh, I mean, I also got to give it up to Blake Christian because with that broken nose, you could see he legit broke his nose with, you know, he had the bruising under the eyes. Um, and he's hitting dives left and right where the blood's just probably rushing to his head every time he jumps out of the ring. So I can't even imagine getting (laughs) up, getting up and sitting down with a broken nose and the blood rushing to my head there, but hitting all of these dives. Um, it was a, it was a really good match. Um, it really showed, I think Blake Christian is going to be around to stay, um, in multiple. Maybe he'll make an, I don't know. Has he showed up on AEW at all or? No. Yeah. Yeah. So he I can I, Japan strong. I could see him getting called for a AEW dark match. I would love to see that.
0: Me too. But however, he does shine more in New Japan, you know. And he got and he has so much
1: opportunity, you know. I yeah. Mean, or not,
2: wherever, you know. Yeah. AEW oh, New Japan. There's
1: one, there's one thing we neglected to mention as well, where ELP really tried to make the match go personal with Leo Rush. This isn't the WWE anymore. You're in the big leagues, kid.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like a shot. Oh yeah, and then when Clark Connors actually told Chris Bay, this is New Japan, you know? So mm-hmm. pretty much all no. that is like, is competing with New Japan for the first time. You know, they had to follow like the Musa. you know, it's anything goes in New Japan. I mean, come on. Yeah. Man.
1: And you don't hold back or you are not going far. Mm.
0: Exactly. Right. So anyway, a good matchup. So we have is the finals that's been locked up. But before that, we're gonna go into a tag team match. So you have his representing Bullet Club, Hikaleo, and Kenta with a fresh haircut and a new briefcase versus the LA Dojo. That's right, the returning Ren Narita and making his LA Dojo slash New Japan Pro Wrestling debut, Kevin Knight. So Kevin Knight, he is formerly known as Jet Knight. He wrestles like mostly in the western part of the state, mainly in defined Wrestling up in Washington State. So, pretty much, this is a pretty much a good showcasing match, and I want to give huge respect to Kevin and Renarita, giving it much of a showcase. Like, Renarita, he actually has, like, both of the, like, the moveset that he was taught, like, from the New Japan Dojo and the LA Dojo. Kind of like how how Gabriel Kidd is, like, overseas in Japan, you know? This is how mm-hmm. Renarita is right now. And, man, he's in an impressive job. And especially with, especially Kevin Knight, like, he did he did participate in, he is part of the new LA Dojo class since um, this past July, you guys. I did research on it, had to do my little homework, y'all. And man, like couple stress, couple headlocks to Hikoleo. However, that damn chop. Oh my god, Hikoleo gave it
1: to Oh, oh god. my
0: god, like ow! And of course, Hikoleo did a massage parlor to Kevin Knight, then a vertical suplex for a 2 and then Kevin Knight wet the dropkick um, to Kenta for a 2
1: awesome.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Kenta actually applied the Boston Crab to Kenta, I mean, to Kevin, until yeah. Ren actually knocked him over to, just to make a set. Of course, at the end, Kenta with another Boston Crab, and Kevin tapped out. But it was a really – good showcasing match you know and by the way kevin knight did subbing for carl fedrick because he was out with an injury so hopefully you're feeling better carl Uh, but yeah Mm. anyway Corey, your thoughts of this tag team match
2: um i mean i'll be honest i didn't i don't think i paid too close attention to this match just because it was two young lions versus two members of bullet club and at that point i was like okay i kind of kind of know what's going to happen here uh but but kevin knight had an impressive debut and Renorita is always looking good uh kenta hikaleu i think was the one i could really take away from this because i never realized how freaking big this guy was Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have him paired up next to kenta who is uh who's uh is a shorter guy so um yeah it really showed it showed his size and i really you know I, i who's gonna be the actual when everything's back to normal who's gonna be the giant of of the Bullet Club is it? Will it be Bad Luck Fale or will him and Hikaleo kind of you know have a little bit of uh, words exchange? Like I'm the big guy, no, I'm you know we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're both guys are in the same height range, but hmm, I mean, we have. Well, they were saying
2: they were saying Hikaleo was the they kept calling him the biggest member of
0: uh, Bullet, Bullet Club, Cl- yeah. So,
2: but we'll yeah. see.
0: Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, Noah, anything to add of this matchup? Your thoughts?
1: Uh, Again, like you said, the showcase match, I understand where you're coming from. It's like, you know, when a young lion is tagging with a veteran against two veterans and new Japan openers. You think about, you know, Kojima, who wiped the floor with the young lion every opener during the hybrid tour. But the thing that was interesting here, again, you had a new face, Kevin Knight, who thoroughly impressed me with the way he tried to, well, basically go one-on-one to take a layoff, though he got chopped twice for his effort. And again, the nod of Katsuo Shibata with that beautiful drop kick, with Kenta with the insult to the Shibata's uh, training. Again, that friendship broken with the tab out to the Boston crowd. That was a harsh message. It just makes me yeah. wonder if Katsuo Shibata ever wishes to get in the ring again with Kenta. We know that may never happen, but I digress. Uh, nice to see Renderita back, of course, uh, from his scourging. He and uh, Kenta had a nice, um, you know, duking out, but of course, he could lay out, choke slammed him to hell, and that was the end of that. Bullet Club continues to look strong. layout. I feel like, during NWW Strong has been the strongest showcase member, Chase one second Second, with Bullet Club overall since this brand has uh, existed. So, again, Bullet Club, only in the world. But, hey, kudos to the uh, New Young Lion for an impressive opening performance.
0: Absolutely. So, based on Kenta's haircut, and a hair color. So it looks like they did tape the Super J-Cup, right? When the World Tag League slash Best of Super June 27 is starting to kick off, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm guessing we're going to be seeing a lot, a lot of faces from everybody's involving in Super J-Cup, like, you know, on the upcoming, like, New Japan Strong, you know? Yeah. Which it could be, like, a possibility, especially we're going to be seeing, like, more, maybe hopefully more of Chris Bay, more of Leo Rush, you know? We're going to only hope. But
1: yeah.
0: I definitely want to see more of them. Definitely. So, way too debut of a match despite the loss. But, hey, the Young Lions did a really good job. And I cannot wait to see more of both these guys. Especially with Kevin Knight. I know he's going to be, like, the top star. Mark my word. As I stated, recorded on December 13, 2020, on a Sunday, Kevin Knight will win... The Young Lions Cup tournament.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah market.
0: We're, yeah, market. Sunday, December 13th, 2020. Even though 2020 is a crappy year. So, yes, I'm seeing. <laughs> <That's laughs> anyway, my- y'all, we're going to go to the main event match, which is the finals of the Super J Cup. We have a Super ACH versus El Fantasmo. Right when ACH was about to do his entrance, nope, ELP attacked the hell out of him right away. So we're not hearing his troll music
2: of the meetings <laughs>
0: stuff. So yeah, so yeah, this match, holy shit, that was pretty brutal. Corey, your thoughts of this match?
2: I mean, it was, it was a really good, I thought it was a really good match. There was also, I think some people could get really mad with this match because there was so much um, stuff happening in the beginning with the attack of, of ACH with the trophy, um, trying to put him through the table, things like that. So, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. But at the end of the day, I, it was weird because all night, um, you saw ELP touching the trophy and usually when somebody touches the trophy, that's it for them. They're not going to win it, you know, Mm -hmm. but he proves everyone wrong. And he, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. Like I said, New Japan stretching things out throughout the year of this. The the best of the Super Juniors two years in a row. Hiromo and ELP now with this you know two years in a row. Oh yeah. Um, only thing is they got to get that jacket on sale. I want to buy that golden jacket.
0: It's on yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right now it's on pre-order. For, uh, nurse clothing.
2: All right. Well, I'm getting on that pre-order right. Mm. I
0: guess I gotta check. Like, when's it end and stuff like that. Get yeah, that gold jacket. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. Yeah, that match was pretty brutal. Yeah, he actually destroyed the trophy, not destroyed like, you know, bad luck, ballet, Santa the Provisional King of Pro Wrestling trophy for Yano, but not completely destroyed, you know? So yeah, it was a lot of like heavy hitting action, you know, and I could, if there was a live crowd of it and that happened, you know, people are gonna go crazy for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if we were all there live and we see this happening from top to bottom, especially the trophy, People are going to go crazy as hell. Yeah. You know? We're like, out of the
1: building and Liger probably would have jumped the barricade. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a sign of huge disrespect for it altogether. So, a lot of, like, you know, counters. You have ELP with the huracarana and then a top robe. Top robe. Um... Ope Suicida for a two-count. And then he actually applied the South Clash for a two-count. ACH with a knee strike with a two-count. And then he went for a 450 splash. You have ELP. But he countered with a freaking low blow while the ref is kind of like in distraction. And then he looked and then two counts. But, yeah, a lot of everything going on. Until ELP with the super kick and then the CR two. And, of course, two years in a row, like I predicted, ELP one, And afterwards... Um, the New Japan official give ELP the trophy, but he tear it apart, smash it, and then he was about to wear the jacket, but he threw it and spit on it out of disrespect. Like, holy crap. Even Hamaru had to say, it, like, congratulations, ELP, but poor trophy sound, poor jacket sound. Yeah. But, like, you know, kind of like an avenge for it, too. And so, cool. Um, Noah, your thoughts of this?
1: It was a battle of heart and sheer will on Super ACH. It was blasted before the match even began as ELP he was just going to win via no contest. But ACH... Kudos to the young man. He gave it absolutely everything while ELP threw everything at him, every dirty trick, every classic Bullet Club leader's moves, including, like you said, a Styles class and a V trigger and so much more galore, including the low blow punch that he kicked out of. The first time, I would add, since ELP's been using that move that someone literally kicked out of. He didn't get the win off that. But, again, he pulled off his finisher for the first time in this um, tournament since his return. And uh, he got the win. But I got nothing but incredible respect to uh, ACH here, who really left nothing to chance. But at the end of the day, ELP got it done with the ultimate form of disrespect, straying the trophy, nearly attacking the official with this jacket not hitting him at first bull cool, like fluff and stuffing and all that. And he called out Romo. So are we gonna get an all-bullet club match for that title? Is Romo gonna take Ishimori's place? Or is Romo literally going to get the ultimate revenge on behalf of Liger? and every junior heavyweight that's been disrespected by ELP's leading of this tournament. We'll have to wait and see. Incredible match. Great tournament. I feel bad for ACH, but it is what it is. ELP won. There's good stuff, and like Corey alluded to, necessarily you don't necessarily need a clean win every time, but if I was going to ask if I want a clean win out of either the World Tag League or the Super J Cup, I feel like the clean win would have really mattered more here. But then again, with ELP, you don't put ELP and clean in the same sentence. So it all made sense with how he won. And again, it's a dark note to what this tournament has stood for the last 20-plus years that Liger started. So again, we'll see if this changes come next year. But kudos to everybody that participated and congrats to ELP. Whether you like him or not, despicable human being, but incredible athlete
0: well said yeah so this is going to be a very interesting matchup in the making possibly that's going to be a match that's going to lead up to russell kingdom for night one elp versus homaro takahashi if he won he should be in japan by sometime this week because he had to be in quarantine for two weeks so he's going to have to miss his christmas at well he's doing his live stream like on december thirteenth at 7 p.m just for the um charity event in in British Columbia, you know, but then hopefully after that, he better be in Japan right away to be in quarantine because of the, you know, the country guideline for it too, since Russell Kingdom is going to be on the first week of January, you know? Yeah, yeah. But regardless, regardless of that, I'm really looking forward to this face-up, you know?
1: Especially There's for be more of this on the road to Tokyo, though. Something has to get.
0: Exactly. Something's going to be happening for it, but hey, I'm for it. I'm happy about that. All right, you guys. Well, that being said, that is it for the Super J Cup. Now, before we um, closed off and all that, grades and thumbs up, thumbs down. So I'm going to say Noah, your grade and thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: The Super J Cup is always one of my favorite traditions New Japan has done, and all the competitors really impressed me. I don't look at necessarily the way you win. I look at necessarily what you brought that showcases why you are one of the best in the junior uh, heavyweight uh, division as ELP led by example. You don't have to like the Tom and the jacanery, but you got to respect the athleticism. Nobody here left themselves on the back burner or put in less than hundred percent, except for some people might say TJP. There was great stories coming out of this. There's great potential matches. I hope to see you again and great competition. I hope to see you going forward in NWW strong and you had some nice buffers and you had a look at a brand new young lion. It left me wanting more from both NWPW and Strong, and overall, I really enjoyed the quality of matches. So respectfully, I'm going to give it basically the same thing as the other thing, one and a half, B+. All
0: righty. Well, the matchup was pretty interesting. The only thing was kind of like a little bit of down, I was like, there's no audience, but hey, you know, health and safety, especially if they film it in California. Wow. Where, like, you're, there's no live audiences. But if it's a live audience there, it's going to be a huge pop, especially a lot of, like, emotions going on, too. Yeah. Um. Overall, the tag team match was pretty awesome, especially, like, you know, more storytelling, you know, with this whole Danny and Lila, Rock and Romero situation. And then you have, this, like, a debut of, you know, the returning Ren Arena and the debut of Kevin Knight. And also, like, the matches around was pretty good, you know, but, like, the... I would say the match of the night out of all this would have to be ACH versus Chris Bay. And I would say Blake Christian versus ELP, especially with Blake Christian being the MVP of the tournament itself too. Um, Regarding for that, I'm going to give it again, a B plus for it. It was a really well put together, the matchup, especially what's going to lead to it. And plus with ELP being a troll, of course, with that that copyright music, he actually rocks the quarantine hair and the beard. He actually looks good. Definitely, you know, for me, and yeah. So B plus, one and a half thumbs up. Corey, your grades and stuff.
2: I mean, the with the grades, I'd have to give it about the same. Um, But you know, uh, I will say this: with Phantasm,o he looks like uh, like a dirty club kid. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Like, I think he his hair looks a little greasier than usual. You know, like, but he looks like he's down to party for like three days straight, and. And not stop. So uh, overall, it was a great uh, one. De- that's, a, that's the thing. You said something about storytelling. And with this show, you had storylines from start to finish in one tournament, one night. Whereas the, um, the best of the Super Juniors of the World Tag League, that, those storylines were told over a few weeks. So to compare the two shows, you know, it's kind of hard. Um, but all in all, both good, really fun shows.
0: All righty. And on that note, you guys, that is it for episode 20 of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Double Weekend Event, y'all. So, if you're watching it on the BulletCast YouTube channel, comment down below what are your favorite matches, favorite shows, every moment taken away from it. And also, you guys, like, hey. Definitely. We wanted to inter I would love to interact with you guys. So definitely. So before I give the plugs and everything like that, let's go ahead and have Corey Smith doing his plug first. So yeah. where can people can find you, Corey?
2: Uh check out me and my podcast because each week, me and my co-hosts, we go back to Sunday Night Heat from twenty two years ago that day. Yes, Sunday night heat. You did not hear me wrong. And we also get caught up with Retro WWE Pay-Per-View. So check us out at City Wrestling Radio on Facebook and Instagram at CWR415 on Twitter.
0: All righty. And Noah, where can people find you?
1: Uh, pleasure as always. This is a great, course. I look forward to this again. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Foster1916, Twitter and Foster1916, YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C, forward slash foster ten. Again, there'll be upcoming content regarding AEW of series. I do called as well as further content on NDPw And we will be doing, of course, very soon predictions and uh, overall recaps analysis of Wrestle Kingdom. And I can't wait for that. So stay tuned, folks. And as always, support CNA, support NotiQ, and support Prime Wrestling, because that's the end of the day while we're here.
0: Alrighty, and you guys can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram, and on my hiatus YouTube channel at simply underscore c underscore okay That's S-I-M-P-L-Y underscore c underscore k. And also, do not forget, make sure to follow the Bulletcast on all social media platform, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the Bulletcast, and subscribe to this channel as well. And also, make sure to follow us in all of the podcasting platform: Anchor FM, Spotify iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Patreon, and so on and so forth. With that being said, Corey, Noah, thank you so much for joining the Into the Stratosphere. And to close it off, just please remember to wash your hands 20 to 30 seconds, um, practice social distancing, Please wear your face mask or any face covering at all times. No excuses because, you know, some states like here in California were on a elective. And as well always, you guys, please remember to please be kind to of one another. We're all in it together, especially for this holiday season. On that note, I'll see you on the next episode of Into the Stratosphere. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> This has been the Bulletcast. Thank you for listening.